Sweet. and um, British Strongman Podcast. Welcome back, Shane. So we decided to have no, pretty much November, well, all of November off, didn't we? Because we've, we've uh, both, both had, uh, both been really busy. Instead of like, tr- just compromising the the kind of podcast each week, we just decided to have a bit, a little bit of time off and then uh, get back to it in December. So that's what we're, that's what we're going to do now. So back to the the weekly, um, weekly episodes. So today, what I want to talk about is, uh, which is really relevant to, to, uh, to most of us who compete, is a lot of us have hit a peak recently with the, the competition season and um, seems to be the off season for, for quite a lot of people. So what are the biggest things that you're noticing as a coach, Shane? So I'm noticing people kind of restarting the sessions a little bit Um not you know not being as attentive with feedback and yeah I just basically it, it's it's just it gets to that time of year where it's hard for sometimes people the goal of off season is to work on your weaknesses and build up the things that you ain't so good at lay some foundations for the next year you know maybe it's if you've got niggles and injuries it can be rehabilitating them to make sure you're fresh when you know there's so many things that the off season can be for but let's be straight. They're all fucking bullshit, really. Uh, and people don't enjoy them as much as peaking for a big comp and ramping the loads and, you know, maxing out and all this. And it's really tempting to go. Like, I actually, one of the things I don't like is I sometimes don't like when people want enter like Christmas max out comps because it, it takes the focus, although it gives them a bit of motivation, takes all the focus away from doing the things that you don't get to do during competition season. It makes it all about peaking again. So for, for me, the thing I've noticed is just, just what I notice every fucking year, which is it's hard to stay motivated on those goals that they're kind of like, the, you're laying the foundations down, aren't you, for a good competition season. Like I noticed you, Josh, you, you, you said that you'd uh, recently changed to stiff bar, full grip, fucking deficit, raw deadlift or whatever and you were like honestly you know and it's just like this is a hard variation yeah mate it's fucking minging honestly yeah but that's it that you don't really get a chance to like push that really hard when you've got yeah. a, max, a suit coming up do you so you, even though it's less weight it's probably a little less enjoyable per se um you know you know that to get the most out of your progression next year you need to you know do this shit now don't you yeah, definitely. And um, so I, sp- I suppose like the, the thing is for, for me, what I'm doing as a, as a as an athlete and as a coach is uh, you've just got to, you've just got to d- adapt your mindset and just like, um, I suppose, embrace. It's a word, the, isn't it? Pardon? So delayed gratifications, like the kind of, a good way yeah, to describe. yeah yeah so I suppose that that's a yeah that that's a way of looking at it thinking about like broadening the base and then they're uh, peaking higher next time or whatever which to be honest it's nothing new these kind of things that we're saying it's nothing new everybody knows but like applying them practically into like a lot of people just 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 kind of 
quite a few people got like go off the boil and um I just think it's like it like an ideal opportunity to um like build some new skills build up like work like you say work up your weaknesses and stuff like it's been great for me doing some like I suppose I found found out how kind of disciplined I've been in the last whatever five or six months really because doing stuff that like like I've just been mauling myself with log like a couple of times a week because that's what I needed to be I suppose competent at and like I've done a bit of axle a bit of dumbbell in the last couple of weeks that I, that I enjoy doing a lot more and it's just been like fuck me like this, like just so much fun so I would say to people, yeah, obviously, like take, taking the kind of boring and serious approach. Yeah, you want to, we want to be work, working weaknesses and build, build, like broadening the base, but also as well, like use it as an opportunity to, to do something fun, to do some, to, to do some different things, do some different skills that are inevitably going to come up. Like for me, I like, I, I, I like dumbbells. So I'm going to do it for a couple of times a week whilst I don't need to be, um, doing it for a specific comp. I like doing Axel. I might, I might do um, so, some other stuff I enjoy. I might bring some uh, cleans back in or something. Um, well, that's what I have done for a lot of my guys is basically I found that this last year's competition season for a lot of my guys, was, it, was very, it was very loggy. It was a loggy year, I found, personally. So I've got a lot of guys doing dumbbell and axle because they had a bit of a break off it. Um, and I had a feeling that axle and dumbbell was going to be a bit more popular next year. And then it randomly came out that they put it in the online qualifier, which was lucky because a lot of my guys have been uh, literally just practising it for, for the last oh, few which, months. Which online qualifier is this for? Uh, for the England Strongest Man. Ah. Uh, and and it's, I think it's both, not just both. But yeah, it's uh, Max Axel Clean and Press is the online entry. Um, oh, so, so a lot of them I've been practising Axel with uh, and Dumbbell, just because whenever there's an event that's a bit favoured, you know, you know that the competition organisers are probably going to be like, oh, well, we did that last year. We'll, you know, do a medley or we'll do Dumbbell, do something different. So... Yeah, like you say, practicing new because in strongman there's so many things to get good at, isn't there? Yeah, uh, and you can you can always find something that you're like not that great at and and, and work on it. And I think that it also makes it well for me anyway. It makes it a bit more enjoyable if like I've got something that I kind of feel like I'm starting from scratch a little bit, and I get to get my hands in and feel the positions and then. Also, it's motivational because even though you're in off season, you're going to be hitting like PBs and you know doing well in the lift because you're kind of new to it and you're not as skilled and you're practicing your skills. But sometimes seeing that progression uh, is enough to keep you motivated. But I do yeah. a lot of the got were about motivation in off season, and I, admittedly, it's just it's just it's just difficult. Even when I was in my kind of competing prime, I would always struggle in off season because my mindset was so fucking all in um, for like so many months that it was almost like I needed a little bit of a break. So another thing I say to people is it's all right to take 
a little bit of time here and there in, in, in this period of the year. You know, you still got to have your goals, you're still getting your sessions and stuff. But, you know, just because you miss one session, you don't, you don't have to steamroll it into a missed week. You know what I mean? You can just be like, couldn't do this, yeah. whatever. But then you get back on it and, you, and then you're still going to progress. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <clears throat> so for me, like I can't afford, uh, like, like I, I can't afford to have like time off, like because if I if I had like a if I had like two weeks off, I'd I'd pro I'd, that, that's why I'm scared of ever having like time off training because I'd just go and find somewhere else to get interested in and probably be obsessed with that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the thing for for someone like with my mindset is like really obsessive and like. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's important to like adapt what you're doing um, rather than uh, rather than kind of having these peaks and say rather than like potentially having uh, time off. So so a thing that thing that I you I, I like to use um, for people like me is like just just narrowing the scope a little bit. Instead, it might be doing a phase where somebody's been hit, hitting four sessions a week. And we might just go down to three sessions a week, or it might be uh, for, for like, say, uh, it might be a month or six weeks or something, or ba basically get you to the point where you like, say, I want the client to be like, oh, I've really, really enjoyed doing three sessions a week, but I'm, I'm itching to get back to my, my fourth session. Can we add it in? And when you get somebody to that point, then it it's, it, it's brilliant rather than potentially like over phasing somebody they, they've they've missed the fourth session yeah, if you miss weeks in a row and yeah, it gives you this negative like oh i've, I've not hit it i'm yeah, failing exactly. i'm not i'm missing my sessions i'm not motivated whereas if you just have three sessions and it's manageable yeah keeps that positive mindset like i'm ticking off what i need to tick off i'm not behind and yeah whereas actually i'm different to that i could have four sessions yeah and, it's one one week and it doesn't I'm just like oh, it's, it's cool you know and I'll I'll catch up with it over the yeah. next whereas I know what you mean other people's mindset is gonna they, they need the the routine and to hit the tick the boxes out all the time um, yeah so I suppose for us it's important to identify which kind of mindset our clients fit into with that and um and adjust appropriately but also for the people listening it, it's like which mindset do you resonate more with and it and it's about using i suppose tactics and styles that is basically gonna gonna like like we say all the time like what's going to keep you doing it long term is like having fun and being engaged in it so what what's actually going to going to keep you more engaged so like a tactic for me again another thing that i that have used with people in the last the recent time is like, say, um, just cutting down the sessions a little bit instead of having like, like taking an exercise or two out or taking like maybe, maybe like say a lot, a lot of the sessions that I program are like whole body base where they might be doing like say cycling intensities of different exercises. Whereas actually it might, it might be doing a little phase of, you know what, we're doing a deadlift day, you're doing three or four exercises, you're doing an overhead day a couple of days later, and then we're doing some kind of moving 
events and some loading on a third day or whatever. So basically, you've done you've done your you've done your heavy deadlifts and then you're doing like a different deadlift variation. You're already warmed up for that pattern. If you want to get home and you want to go to fucking a Christmas grotto or whatever with your kids, like you can be you can get to the gym and be done in forty five minutes and gone through this, and you're not having to you're not having the barrier of oh well, I've got to do that and then I've got to make sure the log's free and then I've got farmer's walks to do and then some light stone to finish. Like if you're thinking about uh, about pl- planning that in your head, like, look, you just got to make it simple and, and give yourself some like, how can you with your training give yourself some like low hanging fruits? So like another thing might be, in, you might be somebody who usually trains to like certain percentages. You might be like, right, well, I'm doing four by five at, 75% on deadlift tonight. Whereas actually, like just change around your, your workout and just say, right, I'm going to do four, four sets of five, starting at 55%, and I'll add weight if it feels good. Like something like that might actually be more suitable for you to stick to in this kind of phase. It might be actually just, you just aim to, for a volume goal. You might just give yourself sets and reps and, leave the weight down to the day. Um, so uh, another strategy that for, for somebody like me as well, who, um, yeah, I know, I know I said it yesterday about my deadlift session, delayed gratification, blah, blah, blah. I'm doing lighter and graft, whatever. But also for my mindset, I like, I, I fucking, I just love like, pushing pushing myself or lifting heavy or basically I'll fucking love maxing out like I've said loads of times before so so basically what 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 I like to do is like I'll I'll do the kind of delayed gratification stuff as the kind of chunk of my work but I suppose taking like a I don't know what you want to call it like a kind of um you're gonna say what I think I I call them I call them rewards I sometimes write in a program you on about if you do a bit of graph for like a couple of sessions in a row, you kind of get them to have a bit of freestyle, a bit heavier, and, and tick that little box in your head. Is that what you're going to say? Oh, I was going to say almost like a like a conjugate style of um, like say just a basically like a max effort on a fucking different variation that yeah. So you so you're getting that kind of me- mental stimulation that I'm check that fucking thrive off. I'm feeling like I'm maxing out, but neurally I may not be completely smoking myself because my skill level on that exercise is a little bit lower. So I'm not going to give myself that damage in theory. Does that make sense? An example for me was like doing um, 10 minute max on split jerk dumbbell on Friday night when I was packing up and I was just like, right, that was my constraint. I've got 10 minutes. Um, Start with the empty dumbbell, whatever, bang some plates in, split jerk. That's my constraint. I've never really done it before. And then I built up and I've got and I got like a heavy, well, a relatively heavy weight ticked off. I'll fucking buzz in. Um, but but like it was it'd be easy to recover from and not, not very taxing, not stealing much time from the graph work in the program and stuff. That's giving me some ideas, that, by the way. That's good, because I've been doing, like, for the guys that I know, hate fucking 
putting well they don't hate it but they just want to lift heavy so if i give him three or four weeks on the trot of like progressive volume i know they're just going to do something random in the middle of it and they're going to tell me they're going to do a top triple or something where so what i started doing was adding in a reward where i'm like you got two weeks of this and then i'm going to let you take a single before you graft or, or whatever but i might do what you said and be like give him a different variation of like the deadlift or whatever yeah uh, so that they can kind of go a bit ham but like you say because of the skill side of stuff and you, they're not trained in the position they're not they're going to limit the the load exposure aren't they so that's a yeah. that's going to be ideas because you got you got because the thing is you got to work with the individual aren't you josh so you got to like you got to know what you're like and you got to know what the client's like so if you know that they're not going to enjoy doing four six weeks of linear volume um then you need to put something in there that's going to keep them interested and enjoying yeah, like, it like almost like dressing it up as something else basically yeah but the other guys <laughs> that love that volume shit and would do it for fucking four months you know what i mean so yeah you just tailor it to yourself haven't you and if you're if you're listening and you program yourself just fucking be honest with yourself and be like, how do I feel after I've done, say you do five by, once I did five by five, you know, adding weight, like five kilo a week on deadlift. I did it for about six months. <laughs> uh, and I just fucking like, like a robot, just like, dun, 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 dun. Um, so it doesn't, it doesn't personally phase me doing it. But um, I know from programming people after three or four weeks, yeah, mate, like when am I not going to do five by five anymore? Um, yeah, well, well I'll, I'll, I'll speak from the other side, Shane. Like, what, what, like, what, what I'm, I like to like overachieve, I suppose. Like, if I fit, because, like, if I'm doing, like, say, a linear five by five on something or whatever, three, four weeks in a row, I get to the point where I get really like anxious about hitting, like, a, oh, I've got, that was really hard last week and I've got to add another five kilos to this. I'm like thinking, like, I just get so kind of obsessed and wound up about it. It's not yeah. the session. I, I can't just, a lot of people that I, I go to like turn up to the session, look at the phone or oh, what am I doing? Oh, great. Blah, blah, blah. Like I'm thinking about it all the fucking time. And if it's something that's really challenging, like that, I think, oh, well shit, what if this happens? What if I've had a bad night's sleep and this happens or whatever? What if I need to, what if the right thing is to go a little bit lighter on that session, but I've got to do that because. So, yeah. so do, doing the stuff where, where what's kind of open-ended, like where you're kind of saying, go and have a thrash at this, um, like really suits my mindset because nine times out of 10, I'll go and do really well on that thing and I'll flip that switch and I'm never like, I suppose the prob problem with open-ended stuff with certain people is certain people like won't actually push themselves hard enough. So like yeah. the, the linear kind of thing keeps them accountable to working at a certain level. Whereas actually there's quite, quite a lot of people who, who will go the other way. Who, who... Anyway, fucking talking shit. But, but, no, but, but pra it's practically... It's interesting because... Um... I think I I, I grew I kind of came up in this strength scene in a time where that was just what you did. You know what I mean? Like nobody really spoke about any other way of doing stuff. It was like start at this percentage and then add weight until you get to this percentage and then drop the reps and keep adding. So you'll just be like the most linear thing in the world. 
and it kind of like builds this tight like for example I know when I do five by five or some linear progression, I know because I've done it so many times, I know there's a week where I'm like, fuck me, that was really hard. How the hell am I going to do next week? That week always appears, but I always do the next week anyway, even though at first I was anxious. But then when you've done that cycle like three or four times, you're like, oh, I'm at this point again. You know what I mean? And then it kind of like eases your mind. So I do completely understand what you mean about when you get to that point, you're like, how the fuck am I going to do it? But, I think just because of that old school way of, you know, I didn't, no one knew how to undulate training that I knew back in the day. So it was that all, all we had really was, uh, yeah, just fucking basically uh, linear progressions. And if you did go off plan, that's what you called it. If you, if you did a single or a triple or you did some at maxi, it was like, I fucking broke the rules. I fucked up. <laughs> so it was, it was weird because it was like almost a negative feedback that way. Um, because you thought you were fucking up your progress. So, but then as I've got older and learned more about training, you realise that you need to have a little bit of both, don't you? For everyone, I think. Yeah, de- definitely, definitely. I think. Um, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like you need to be, you need to be able to tolerate that. You need to be able to tolerate that volume, but because it's going to be so ben- beneficial, because the volume is going to dictate what your tonnage that you lift on in any given cycle, like if you don't do volume work, you're not going to lift that much tonnage, are you really? If all you're doing is doubles and singles and stuff. Um, and, but also if you're just doing, if you're just a volume, volume freak and um, you see, see it with like, say for instance, like a lot of like bodybuilders who like, they've got a massive 20 rep max or they can rep, they can do loads on tens or whatever. And you think fucking, you extrapolate that up to like a projected one RM and they can't, they can't get near it because they're not used to tapping into that kind of the neural side mentally, physically or whatever. Yeah. yeah it's very changed, don't they? You know what I mean? Like you pull, you pull a 70% dead, you could probably keep a pretty straight back. <laughs> but then if you don't spend that time at 90% plus. Yeah figure out what's optimal can you because you, you want to lift you, you want to lift your volume with the same positions as your maxes but if you never really do your heavy work you can almost convince yourself like this is how i should be lifting this heavy weight yeah but then when you try to you're like well why is it not why is my shoulders moving you know um, yeah. or whatever and then and then on the flip side you get the say say kind of like say a pa- say like a power lifter who's come into strongman who's been used to doing a lot of like doubles and triples and never like anything over a set of five is cardio or whatever. And then you get these guys doing sets of eight or sets of 10 or sets of 12 in the program. That's likely going to be useful. Well, he's definitely going to be useful for the strongman comps in terms of energy systems. And they're absolutely fucked. So, so yeah, like we're saying, it, it, it is, um, it is definitely beneficial, like say, say do, doing both and you can use your off season to, to kind of practice that. So like we said, use the, like if we can use the volume accumulation to intelligently highlight those um, weaknesses, imbalances and stuff on your main exercises, maybe skill deficits, like say, say an, an example, a skill deficit, for instance, that, I, that what I was doing the other day, what was I doing? Um, Continental cleans on axle, 
I was doing like continental cleans into push press because push press the, is the variation that I'd that least likely to do at a comp and continental clean would be the least likely variation of a clean I'd do at a comp. So I just haven't done that much of them. So to drill the position, I was doing like, what was I doing? Like sets of eight or something really light. And uh, with the focus on improving my breathing over the course of the sets, so they got easier. So I've got all this tonnage in at volume. Um, and I actually have a YouTube video going out at three o'clock of my first session back on Axel yesterday. And I was actually saying that exact thing, like uh, don't be afraid to go you know, silver light and just practice. I didn't get as intricate as breathing, but you can break down, you know, you can just, I kind of said it on video, but it's just like, have fun with it, make it light, do, do, do sets of certain things. And then like, maybe you think, oh, I'm going to do a few extra, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to rest it on my stomach and I'm going to do a few extra dips this set just to practice my dip on my clean. And then the next step you can work on your, your drive, your push, you know, just like pick something each set to like pluck at. And then um, I don't even, I mean, when I program people, I'll, I'll give sets I'm a bit more specific. But for me, I kind of just had this little complex to do on the axle and I just wrote do shit loads. Um, and I just kept going until I was like, right, I've kind of, I'm done here now. Like you kind of know when you're done, don't you? But even though I went light, I practiced yeah. good skill. Yeah. Uh, and got loads of work in, so yeah. And, th- and that's, it. and you know what? Like, I think that, what you just said, is a brilliant uh, kind of form of programming and I use it very very frequently with people and I'll just put a certain exercise and I'll just put 20 minutes practice I might put it in one week and like a few years ago I'd have been scared to put something like that because you just think oh so-and-so's paying me and I'm just telling him to fucking do the exercise that's obvious and just tell him to practice over a window of time but what you what you'll find with a lot of people like if you wrote that for somebody Shane and then looked at the feedback that you got, like nine times out of 10, it's like really positive. And you're saying stuff, oh, like I explored this new position. I tried this, that I, did, uh, I stayed at this. And you get an idea of what, what kind of work, work they're doing. Like some people get so creative with it, you know, like putting complexes together and it, it's just great. But, but the, the, I suppose the added value of doing something like that is it takes away completely that mental pressure of, oh, I've got to do five sets of three at whatever percent, or I've got to progress from last week. It's just... Yeah, because with your skill work, it doesn't fucking matter, does it? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you could do one set where you do two cleans and then one push, or then you could do, you know, a fucking power clean and a fucking split. You know, just spending, like, saying with an axle, I'm using an example here, just spending time on the implement and just doing stuff with it. And, and learning to like flow with it and gaining that proprioception and awareness of how you can apply force into it. Um, don't matter whether you do five sets of three, 20 sets of fucking one, or you know what I mean? If you come away from the session with, with stuff to, that you learn from, it's, it's good. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Right. Well, let's wrap it up there. So n- nice one to get back into it. So hope, well, we're giving people some ideas what they can be implementing in the off season. And also as well, like any of our clients that listen to this, and if we've said something that you think, oh shit, I'd, I'd quite like to try that or whatever, like 
just put it in your feedback and Shane Shane and I'll just implement it the for the for the for the next bit if there's um there's some stuff that you want to try or whatever like now is an ideal time and just in, enjoy doing some different stuff yeah I think as well another thing to end on is if you've got a coach or it's also somebody else just be honest with your coach because if you're not in, if you're struggling because I, I found this in my clients that like I don't have that many female clients, but the female clients that I do, they tell me this stuff. So I don't know if it's a bit of a man thing, but they're like, they'll suffer in silence almost. And they won't be enjoying some it, or they, they might not be sticking to it, but they're ticking that they're doing it and they're not. And then I don't have a fucking clue what's going on. Just be honest with your coach, because if you're not enjoying some it, or you're not finding something beneficial, or you're just like looking at your session and going, oh, I really don't want to fuck out the arse of this, and you're dragging yourself through it, just tell us, because this programming is like so moldable. You know, you can do whatever the fuck you want, and we oh can make And, and to, be, to be honest, mate, that, that's what gives us a buzz about our job, and that's why what, what keeps us like, like mentally like fucking it makes us tick is because we're we're creative with what we do like yeah i want to survive lockdown if i'm creative <laughs> but that, but that's it like that's the enjoy that's the enjoyable thing it's like we don't just go on like fucking anyway i'm not gonna go down another rabbit hole right <laughs> see you later mate nice one so see you next week yeah yeah sweet take care mate nice one